At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is hour number two of the Great Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. We've got a terrific hour for you as we'll be touching upon a little bit of everything as we're going to be joined in 15 minutes by Tom Cunningham. He does a great job over there at Sportsbook Review, taking a look at some futures and does a great job taking a look at some NBA and NFL. So we're going to be hitting that with him here in this segment. We're going to be taking a look at some college basketball as well. So we've got... Pretty much all the major sports covered. We're going to try to make you guys some money just before Christmas because Santa Claus, I know that he is trying to deliver for everyone and we're going to try to make his job a little bit easier. So let's dive in right now with the DK Nation pick that is going to be out here, ironically enough, in lovely Las Vegas. We go 857-858 on the board. It is Southern Miss. They're going to be on the road playing against UNLV. UNLV open up a seven-point favorite. Now we've seen this line go from anywhere between 8 and 8.5, and, and your Tolan's game is anywhere between 141 and 142, and I myself did set my did set UNLV as a 8-point favorite. So the 8.5s I'm seeing, that's really starting to be my buy point on Southern Miss. I'm personally going to be letting this marinate just a little bit more because I know that I was seeing some 9s out there a little bit earlier as well, and that certainly would be a take for me on Southern Miss. Don't really want to be taking anything less than eight. And at the same time, you know, with UNLV, if I'm able to get more like that seven that we were seeing a little bit earlier, that would be ideal as well. So going to be letting that, going to be letting that sort of sort itself out in the AM, let the market decide which way I'm going to be going there. But 
with regards to the DK Nation pick. It's going to be on this total under. I set my total at a 134. You've got two absolutely supreme defenses, and you got two of the bigger surprises out there in college basketball. Southern Miss is a one-loss team. UNLV is a one-loss team. Both of these teams have really been able to do a nice job of getting off to a tremendous season. And for UNLV, the only reason why they have one loss is because they blew a nine-point lead in the final three minutes against San Francisco. But defense has really been the calling card of both of these teams. They both rank in the top 35 nationally in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. And you've got UNLV forcing a turnover on 28.5% of possessions. That ranks number two in all of college basketball. Southern Miss, they are number 34 in all of college basketball, forcing a turnover on 22.7% of possessions. Now, what I also think is very striking is that UNLV has been almost a worse offensive team at home rather than on the road. On the road, UNLV is shooting in the mid-30s from three-point range. They've been able to do a relatively solid job there. At home, they're shooting 27.7% from three-point range. If we've noticed this with UNLV games the last few years, it feels like both they and their opponent have had a little bit of a tough time shooting from three. You've got certain shooting environments that are terrific, some that are absolutely awful. This is one that feels like it's relatively awful. And for UNLV, they're averaging 8.6 points more per one hour in possessions when they're on the road rather than when they're at home. So I actually do think that the home court actually helps out the road a little bit more. And for Southern Miss, this is a bunch that they've been actually in the top 20 nationally in terms of points scored on a per possession basis, but they also have been having a little bit of a rough time of it on the road. As on the road, they're shooting about 32.5% from three-point range. At home, they're shooting north of 40% from three-point range. So you got a pretty big distinction there. Both of these teams have also been rough at the free throw line. They're both shooting 69.5% or worse at the charity stripe. You've got a pair of teams that they do a nice job of being able to bear down, being able to just not allow you to shoot the three as well. Southern Miss, they're allowing their opponents to shoot 30% from three. And also with Southern Miss, I was reading off their offensive numbers. Keep in mind that they have played just one opponent out of their last six with a record above 500. They've been having a lot of their offensive successes there. When they've gone up against better teams, things have been a little bit more calmed down. So I do think that that is important to point out with this. Both of these teams, they have allowed 70 points or fewer in all but two of their games this far this season. I think that you're getting a little bit too lofty in terms of the total. you got a UNLV team. That's right around 130th in terms of possessions per game. So they're missed just outside the top 200. So neither of these teams are like a slug by any stretch of the imagination. But at the same time, you've got a pair of teams that as well are certainly not going to be looking to play at warp speed. So the DK Nation pick here is on the under. Once we get up north of eight, that'll be a take for me on Southern Miss. If we dive back down to that opener more in the neighborhood of seven, that'd be a take for me on UNLV. I'm going to see how this line moves and what we're able to get in the AM there. But the write-up, that is going to be on this total under. How about if we go out to the great state of Hawaii? Because we've got the old Diamond Eye Classic, a holiday tradition unlike any other, in my opinion. And we've got quite a few games with lofty lines, the only game that is evolving a spread that is right now below double digits, that is this Pepperdine versus Hawaii game, which is going to be the nightcap. This is 867, 868 on the betting board with Hawaii. They are between a four and a half and a five point favorite against Pepperdine. And your total on this game, it is 140. And with Hawaii, they've been able to do a really good job of throttling down and playing some amazing defense. And no doubt about it, Saints Sheriff Center, it's always rocking for Hawaii in these games. But I do think that the wrong team is favored. We've seen Pepperdine go up against more of these slow teams. They were able to force 
EC Santa Barbara into an overtime session. They don't cover against Grand Canyon, but they were right there with that Grand Canyon team, one of the better defensive teams. They're able to find an all of college basketball. And Pepperdine, they still get their pace, even though they played against a lot of very slow teams as far this season. They're 14th in the country in terms of possessions per game. So I do like what Pepperdine is able to have there. And with Pepperdine, you've got a team that they just vomit from three-point range. They're shooting over 40% from distance. And the guy in the backcourt that really makes a run, that'd be Houston Mallet. Mallet has been able to give you 14 points, four and a half boards, three and a half assists. He is shooting 50 or 45 and a half percent from three-point range. And then Maxwell Lewis, he shoots more like 46% from distance, 18 and a half points, six boards, three assists from him. Now, I do want to see Javon Porter get back to what he was towards the beginning part of the season. He is a part of that Porter family tutelage. His brother Michael is currently playing for the Denver Nuggets. So that's where you might remember the name. He's a six foot 11, little bit of a combo player that's able to pop him from three point range, but he was really good to start out the season. It's been a little bit of a Coolidge ever since then, but it feels like he's getting back to some of the success they had towards beginning part of the season. Last three games, he's been able to give the team 12 and a half points, six and a half boards, shooting 33% from three point range. That is exactly what the doctor ordered for this Pepperdine team. And they're going to need him if they're going to be successful this season. Meanwhile, for White, you've got Kameka Hepa, a former top 100 recruit that transferred in from Texas a few years ago. He's been able to give the team 12 points. He's able to shoot it quite well from three-point range. It's a Hawaii team that last year shot more around 38% from three this year. That has cratered a little bit to more around the 32.5% range, but they're allowing opponents else to shoot 27.5% from three-point range. They've been able to do a terrific job on that front end. What is really going to be the key for this team, their main guard, that would be Noel Coleman. He's been able to give you three boards, three assists, 14 and a half points per game, about a 33% three-point shooter. A lot of these guys were shooting it a little bit better from three-point range last season, but what I also do think is a little bit striking with this Hawaii team. you got two guys that do a good job of hitting the glass. Epo, I mentioned before, he's able to give you seven rebounds per game, and then Bernardo De Silva, he's been able to chip in their 10 points, seven rebounds per game. Outside of that, you really don't have anyone else in the post that's able to give you a lot of rebounds. It's a Hawaii team that has been using about an eight-man rotation, but it just feels like they rely a little bit too much on their main guys, and then everyone else is sort of just casted into just very, very mediocre roles. And I do think that with Pepperdine, they are going to be able to speed things up a little bit more. I could see there being a little bit of late-game fouling in the spot, and I think that Pepperdine is just flat-out the better team. With Hawaii, they've been able to go eight or six and three thus far, but I take a look at a lot of the wins for Hawaii, and They've been a little bit less than stellar. They did play Yale to overtime, which is honestly not a bad loss to have whatsoever, but they have been barely getting by in a lot of these games. And when it comes to this Pepperdine team, they've played a really rough schedule and they've been able to get some nice wins in that rough schedule. So I like Pepperdine outright on the island and with the total set mine at a 142. So I'm also going to be taking a look at this total over. How about if we had another game from Hawaii in a game that I think the spread has went up a little bit too lofty. 865, 866, Washington State and George Washington from the San Sheriff Center. So we've got a battle of Washingtons, completely different Washingtons, but we've got two teams with Washington in their name. And right now with Washington State, they're between a 12 and 12 and a half point favorite. Toss game is between 136 and a half and 137. And I certainly do think that you need to sort of throw out the records in this game because you've got Washington State who's below 500, but if you look at those losses, close loss against Baylor. They lose by like one bucket against Utah. They've played very, very good teams, and they've been competitive in darn near all of those games. So I do think that that context is key, but 
at the same time, when it comes to this Washington State team, trying to win by double figures is not necessarily easy for them. They have not been playing at really a tempo that allows themselves to be able to win a lot of games by double figures as among your 363 D1 teams, they rank 331st in the country in terms of possessions per game. Mohamed McGay is going to be the best little post player in this game. He's been able to give this Washington State team double figures. He's able to throw in their seven rebounds, a block, a seal per game. He's been able to do a nice job. And this team has been able to do a solid job with their point guard protecting the ball. And Justin Boom Boom Powell, 12 points, four and a half boards, four assists. Shoots over 40% from three-point range. But Washington State, despite the fact that they play at such a slow tempo and despite the fact that they have such a good point guard, they still turn the ball over north of 14 times per game. And the best score on, their, on the floor, that belongs to George Washington. You've got James Bishop the fourth, who's been able to go off for 22 and a half points per contest. He has been terrific. Ricky Lindo Jr. He's been able to give you 10 and a half points and around seven and a half rebounds per game. And Maximus Edwards, he's been sort of in and out of the starting lineup. There was fear that there was a little bit of injury. He was dealing with limited minutes up until the team's last game where he erupted for 19 points. Looked very good. This is a George Washington team that it feels like they've been able to do a good job of being able to space out their rotation a little bit more. I'm expecting Hunter Dean to be back out of the fold. He's been able to give the team right around five and a half rebounds per game. So that hurts them a little bit in the post, but it's a George Washington team that has been by and large, very rock solid. I do think that they're going to be able to generate a few turnovers in this game, which is a little bit unlike them. I do like the points here with George Washington. And in terms of this total, I set my total more around a 136.5 as well. So that's where we stand there. And coming up next, we've got to get a little bit of NFL and NBA from our good friend Tom Cunningham. Does a great job taking a look at futures over at Sportsbook Review. And he joins me next here on Beeson, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Raise your tequila and your game. Join the Pace of Victory Challenge presented by Sincoro Tequila and compete for your share of $15,000 in total cash prizes. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Sincoro now to get in on the action as it's a three-part prediction pool series and it will make all of your hoops predictions to be able to shoot for your share of cash. Sincoro Tequila, life well made, 21 years or older, terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions, they do apply. See DraftKings.com for details, and please do drink responsibly. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. We are joined now by Tom Cunningham. Does a great job taking a look at some futures over there at Sportsbook Review. And, Tom, it's always great to have you aboard. Thank you. Oh, thanks for having me, Greg. Really appreciate it. I appreciate you, my friend. And, Tom, I know that you're taking a look at the NFL card for this week. And it starts off with Thursday Night Football, Jets versus the Jags. We're seeing a lot of the one and a half that we had a little bit earlier turn to twos. Total on this game, it is between 37 and 37 half. What do you make out of this game and any picks that you're really looking at? Well, a lot of games that are played in East Rutherford, New Jersey this year, they actually tend to go under the point total. The point total is actually four, nine and two. That's the record in East Rutherford this year. So a lot of games just go under. However, there's 42.1 points scored per game in East Rutherford. So when you're given the 37 and the 37 and a half uh, with most books that are offering, you want to go over here because that's pretty low. Uh, 42.1 points are being scored per game in East Rutherford. So I'm going to ignore the 4-9-2 and two OU record uh, in East Rutherford this year. I'm going to play the 42.1 points per game instead. I'm going to take over. I'm going to go over uh, 37 total points in this game. Uh, look, the Jags, they go over a lot. They've gone over the point total in eight of nine road games. They've gone over the point total in four or five games overall. Um, however, when these two teams meet, they just tend to go over as well. The last five meetings between the Jaguars and the Jets have gone over the point total. Uh, five of the last six meetings in East Rutherford has gone over the point total. So there's just a lot, I think, to like in terms of the point total uh, going over in this game. But do keep in mind, there are some trends working against that. Uh, not only the 4-9-2 OU record in East Rutherford this year, but the Jets, they tend to go under a lot. They've gone under in seven of nine games and five of seven at home. 
But uh, when push comes to shove, Greg, I'm going to lean towards the uh, the meetings between these two teams and the fact that the Jaguars go over a lot. That's going to be my plus, uh, my best play of this game. The Jets, I just don't really trust right now. They're 4-9 ATS over the last 13 games when taking on the Jaguars. Uh, and then Jacksonville just on the road. You can't really trust. They're only 2-22 and 22 straight up over their last 24 road games. Uh, but look, the Jags, they're 4-2 and two ATS over the last six. So recently, the Jaguars... Uh, you know, if I had to pick that market, the spread market, I would go with the Jaguars just because recently they're doing well against the spread. But Greg, I have a hard time trusting uh, either of these teams. So I'm going to go with the point total going over as my best bet. Yeah, I was taking a look at that as well. I'm on the over myself just because even though the Jets have had a tough time scoring, when you get down to these very, very low totals, I think it does give you a little bit more value. And how much do you make out of the fact that we've got so many unders that have been hitting this year, but we've been noticing in recent weeks that we've been hitting more overs. And I do think that now is the time to start buying in a little bit more on overs because I feel like you pointed that out really well. Typically this time of year in like, 2019, 2020, 2021, most of these totals, they were more around the low to mid 40s. Now when you're getting the high 30s, I feel like it does add a lot of premium. You need like a field goal, sometimes a touchdown less to be able to hit that over. Yeah, and I I think the urgency for both of these teams is pretty high right now. The Jets, they're free falling. They need to spark. They need to get into the playoffs. And the Jaguars somehow are still alive uh, (laughs) in the AFC South. So I do think you're going to see a lot of urgency from these offenses. And then when you look at some of the data, um, these teams are scoring and giving up over 20 points a game. Uh, Now, the Jets defense, I believe they're just giving up right under 20 points a game. But the Jaguars are scoring about 24 points per game. Their defense is giving up about 24 points per game. And the Jets offense is scoring about 20 points per game. So everything just indicates that we should see at least 40 total points in this game. So, yeah, that's another reason I like the over as well. Yep, I'm right there with you. And, I mean, both of these South divisions, they have – Not been so great to say the least because you've got the AFC South, you've got the NFC South. So both of these, they have been relatively barren. Is there anything that you do like outside of what we're going to be seeing on Thursday night? Because I do think that in terms of the Saturday card, we've got a lot of interesting games. And I mean, let's take a look at one of these totals as well. We'll throw you with this one because I know you were talking about these low totals and how many total points we've been seeing in East Rutherford. What do you make out of the fact that we've got a Saints versus Cleveland Browns game with a total that has risen because it was at 32 in a lot of spots before to 32 and a half. And I know that there's weather. I know that there's elements, but I do think that there gets to be also a point of no return when it comes to these totals. And I feel like we've reached it. Yeah, this one's a bit tricky to me because the Browns, they go under a lot. They've gone under in four straight games. Uh, The Saints, they're kind of back and forth. They're six and eight over under this year, which is right in the middle. So it's real hard to determine that. Um, But when you look at the game being played in Cleveland uh, at First Energy Stadium, 45.6 points have been scored per game in there this season, which is good for an over under record of four, two and one. Uh, Again, so you're kind of split there between the seven games. Four have gone under, uh, two have gone under, one has been a push. So you know what? This is going to be a tricky one for me. I personally have not been impressed in front of uh, Deshaun Watson in Cleveland. Uh, he has not looked good at all. I really never thought I'd be saying this, but Jacoby Brissett, uh, actually, you know, there was a little bit more conviction there in terms of the offense and the production with him at quarterback. Uh, so I think this one's a bit tricky. Look, the total is low, uh, but Deshaun Watson hasn't been really, you know, he hasn't been playing well at all. The Saints offense comes and goes. Uh, and then, like I said, the Browns, they tend to go under a lot, but 
Greg, as you mentioned, uh, that's a low, low total, 32, 32 and a half. And again, 45 points are being scored per game in Cleveland this year. So I guess if push comes to shove, I would take the over here. But, oh, boy, that, that's, a, that's a tough one to decide. Yep, and here, allow me to give you a really tough one. Do you want to take seven and a half points with Trace McSorley? I have a bet with my producer, Jason Kahn. I need the Arizona Cardinals to win at least five games to avoid a very silly TikTok dance. When the Cardinals got to four wins, I thought, oh, there's no way I'm going to lose this one. We just need the Cardinals to win one out of their last seven games. Well, we just keep on losing, and now we went from Kyler Murray to uh, Colt McCoy, which that drop-off, not too bad. Now we've got stupid Trace McSorley out there, and I call him stupid. And I also say this with this, please, Trace McSorley, don't play like Trace McSorley. But that said, we've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as a a 7.5-point favorite. Total on this game is 40.5 to 41. Anything look appealing here? Because I take a look at the Cardinals, and it's just sad that they're trotting out their Trace McSorley. But at the same time, what has also been sad is the way that the Bucks have been playing all year long. Yeah, this one, it's tough for me to, to side with really either of these teams. But if push comes to shove, I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, look, and I, I honestly don't think that enough people realize that if Tampa Bay does get to the playoffs, they might actually make a run. Uh, you know, keep in mind that when Tampa Bay made that run in the playoff, um, they almost lost to Taylor Heineke in the first round of the playoff. And they ended up winning the Super Bowl. So, look, as long as Tom Brady is uh, playing quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I can't, I, you know, I know they haven't been real impressive this season, but if you're going to give me Tom Brady versus the third string quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals, uh, I think I'm going to take Tom Brady in that, uh, in that regard. So, again, though, I would probably stay away from this game just because I don't really trust Tampa Bay at all this year. Uh, if anything, I would probably look towards maybe some props, some touchdown props. Uh, Leonard Fournette, Mike Evans, you know, you, Tampa Bay is going to go off and try to try to win this game. Uh, so maybe I would look in that regard, but I, I honestly, I wouldn't touch that, that at all. I mean, if we're going to go to props, kind of going back to the, uh, the Thursday night game, I do think Garrett Wilson is a good look uh, over 55 and a half receiving yards. He has hit 78 uh, or more in four straight games. And then when you look at uh, some of the other numbers, uh, Jacksonville's passing defense, they just haven't been that great this year. They're ranked 29th in the league, giving up 252 yards per game. Uh, so I know I kind of got off traffic, uh, off topic here, uh, but kind of looking at the props, I think for Thursday night would be good. Uh, Garrett Wilson over 55 and a half, uh, receiving yards. And then also real quick, I don't mind Christian Kirk touchdown, uh, plus 245. He scored a touchdown in four or five road games when taking on the AFC. Uh, I expect, you know, Trevor Lawrence, he's been playing really well lately to come out firing. So, you know, for plus 245, I do like those Christian Kirk odds, but again, Garrett Wilson to me. Over 55 and a half receiving yards, I think, is a pretty good bet. Yep, I do think that that's a relatively good look as well as I'm with you. I do think that there's going to be quite a few points scored in that game. And I do think that the player prop market is very appealing to take a look at because you're able to correlate a lot of games in which you think that they're going to go under and you're able to take a look at a bunch of unders and vice versa with regards to the overs. And we've got about 30 seconds in terms of that Thursday night game. Do you think that it might be worth looking at an over in terms of some of these rushing props? Because I do think that with the elements, there might be a lot of just running the ball in general. No, I will. I will say this though. CJ Uzma, he had a touchdown trend uh, last week, uh, which I thought was insane because he hasn't had a good, you know, he hasn't had a good season and his odds were six to one. You can get him again this week and he scored two straight uh he scored a touchdown two straight games on thursday night football 
So maybe look at CJ Uzma for 6-1 to one value. Absolutely, and something that we're going to be taking a look at next, a little college football and a little NBA with Tom Cunningham here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Lace up your cleats with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook and gear up because it is college bowl season. Log into BetRivers.com every single day and you'll receive a bet on behalf of Bet Rivers when you place a wager of at least $25. Bet Rivers has the latest Lions odds and boosts to be able to create a perfect college game day experience. Head on over to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app today to get in on all the action as it is a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. We're being rejoined by Tom Cunningham. He does terrific work over at Sportsbook Review, taking a look at futures and does a great job taking a look at darn near every market on the face of planet Earth. And that includes a non-sports market in the Oscars. And I'm very interested to see what you've got here. I personally have never bet the Oscars before. I know that it's become a little bit more popular, but you've got a little bit of a player or two in the Oscars already. Take me through how you handicap this for one and two, what you're looking at and what you fired on. Yeah, well, last year, uh, as I mentioned before, we uh, we hit on uh, the Oscars, hit 1,700. And it's really just, it comes down to early betting and forecasting, kind of getting ahead of the precursor award show results, like the SAGs, the, uh, the you know, the, the Golden Globes, all of that. They're all indications of kind of where the industry is leaning. Uh, and so last year, yeah, we hit Coda at 10 to 1 for best movie, Jessica Chastain, best actress, 5 to 1. A few others like that before the market ended up moving. So, uh, you know, now's kind of the time to strike on a few of these. Uh, we've already seen Kate Blanchett for Best Actress move into minus value territory. I was able to get her for plus 150 at points bet on December 1st. I don't know if you're going to see plus value for her anymore. If you do, feel free to grab it uh, for Best Actress. She should be okay there. But the one I'm looking at is uh, for Best Picture, Everything Everywhere All at Once. I got that for 4-1 to one with DraftKings on August 2nd. Now, today with BetMGM, uh, it's 4-1 to one still. However, with PointsBet and DraftKings, this movie is now about plus 150, plus 200. So the odds are moving. And uh, uh, an, an indication, too, is the favorite. The current favorite for Best Picture is Fablemans. Well, it's been minus value for a while now, but until recently, it's trickled into plus value territory. Uh, so the odds are rising, which does mean everything, everywhere, all at once is gaining momentum. So... Look, PointsBet isn't even waiting anymore. It's plus 150 for Best Picture. I say go to BetMGM, take everything everywhere all at once for Best Picture at 4-1 to one odds, and don't wait around. It's, it's clearly the most popular movie. Greg, the thing is, this movie came out early, like March or April, and it's still popular now, if not more popular than it was then. So a movie that's been out for you know over six months and still gaining popularity, uh, that's definitely one to look at in terms of Best Picture. And when it comes to Fablements, I've seen the previews for it. Doesn't look like something I'd really be into. So I, I'll i agree with you there. I have not seen either of the movies, but I have heard of it. And everything, everywhere, all at once. That feels like something that sports bettors love to do a lot because we always love action. So I'm able to get behind that as well. And Tom, I know that we're going to be hitting some bull action in a few minutes. But I know that you've got a play or two in the NBA. You don't have a ton as... It's a very, very bare board. We've only got two games, but anything that you are taking a look at in terms of the pair of games that we've got for the NBA on this Thursday? 
Yeah, sure. So I don't mind the Pelicans. Uh, you know, they've covered the spread in nine straight games after coming off of a home loss. So they do rebound very nicely. It's a seven and a half. I'm looking at DraftKings against the Spurs. I'm okay with that. The Pelicans, they've won nine straight home games as well when facing a team with a losing record. Uh, so if you like New Orleans, that's perfectly fine there. Uh, I think the, uh, the point total going under is also okay. The over-under is seven and nine in Smoothie King Center this year. Uh, games played in New Orleans. Uh, and then the point total going under has hit nine of 11 meetings between these two teams. So I'm perfectly fine with the point total going under as well. Then I'm looking at some props. The one that really stands out, well, I guess there's two that really stand out for me. Uh, Trey Jones, plus 100 for over three and a half rebounds. That's not a ton of rebounds. And he's, uh, he's seen four or more rebounds in four of his last five games. Uh, so there's some good plus value there. And then Devin Vassell has just been a three-point machine this year. Uh, for plus 135, you can get over three and a half three-pointers. Devin Vassell's hit four or more three-pointers in uh, five straight divisional games. So uh, I really don't mind the Pelicans. I don't mind the uh, point total going under there. And then there's some uh, some player props to watch out for as well. So uh, that's kind of what I would look for in that game. And then, of course, you have the Washington Wizards. Uh, they're going up against the Utah Jazz um, in that game. I really, you know, the, the, the Wizards are struggling so bad. It's almost hard to side with them. So if you do like the Jazz minus six and a half, I'm okay with that. Washington. They've failed to cover the spread in 15 of 19 games when playing the first game of a back-to-back. Uh, so the Wizards do have a back-to-back coming up. This would be the first of their back-to-back, and they failed to cover 15 of 19 in that spot. So again, I do think the Jazz is okay there. The Wizards, they've lost 10 of 11. They're, they're just really struggling uh, right now. And then looking into the player prop market, uh, there's one I like at plus value. It's the three-pointer market again. This is Jordan Clarkson, over two and a half three-pointers. At plus 105, I think that's pretty good. And looking at the trend, uh, he's hit three or more three-pointers in four straight games. So, you know, Jordan Clarkson, he's a great three-point shooter. Uh, getting him over two and a half at plus value, I think that's a fine play. I do think so as well. I'm in agreement with you. Some really good trends there. And when it comes to college football, trends sometimes go out the window when it comes to bowl season because it gets to be very unpredictable. You get 100 million billion opt-outs and We've seen a few opt-outs in this game, but it seems like we should be able to get a good one on Thursday. This is Air Force and Baylor. It is the Armed Forces Bowl with Air Force being between a three and a three and a half point favorite and a total between 43 and 43 and a half. Where do you lean in terms of this game? Because I do think that it's a passing one involving a pair of teams that are quite different in the way that they play. Yeah, well, I think I'm okay with Baylor covering. Uh, they're 17 and eight ATS in our last 25. They're seven and one ATS in their last eight games when playing in the month of December. Um, but I'm actually going to go with the point total going over as my best play. Now, Air Force, they go under a lot. Uh, they've gone under in five of their last six games. But Baylor goes over a lot. They've gone over in seven of nine games. They've gone over in five straight games when facing a non-AP ranked school, which would be Air Force. 73 points are being scored per game in Fort Worth this season. Now, I know these are, you know, two teams, you know, that that doesn't really matter. Neither of them played home games at Fort Worth this year, but it's interesting to see that 73 points are being scored per game in Fort Worth, uh, and you can get the over at 43 and a half. Uh, so I think I'm going to go with the point total going over and kind of lean towards Baylor's trends in this one. Yep, with Baylor, they've been a very fascinating team all season long, and I do think that Dave Aranda, one of the better coaches out there in college football as well. And then I know that you've got something for the Friday bowl game in terms of Houston and Louisiana. Louisiana's a touchdown underdog. Open up around a five-point underdog. 
So now this game is between 56F and 57M. What I do think is really interesting about this game, Louisiana, they are going to be playing in their home state. And I do think that that deserves a little bit of credit, one that we're not really seeing placed by betters in the market, as this is a number that has gone in favor of Houston. Yeah, and I think they'll be really comfortable playing there. Uh, I do expect, I, I expect a lot of points in this game. I understand why 57 is the total. I'm going to go over that. Uh, Houston, they're over machines. They've gone over in nine of 12 games. They've actually gone over in uh, six of seven overall as well. And then Louisiana, they've gone over the point total in four of six games as well. So I do expect uh, both of these offenses to come out uh, and, and really showcase uh, on Friday. So give me the over 57 as the best bet for that game. Yep, that is going to be one that I do think is going to be a lot of fun. And then also on Friday, we've got the Gasparilla Bowl between Missouri and Wake Forest. This has been a very interesting Wake Forest team all season long. Infamous for, I think it was six turnovers in a quarter against Louisville. Hopefully we don't get that or else the Gasparilla Bowl is going to be merging with the Cheese Int Bowl. But that said, we've got Wake Forest between a one and a half and a two and a half point favorite and the total between 58 and a half and 59. Interesting spot here. Where do you stand in terms of this game? Because with Missouri, I just haven't been too impressed by them this season. Uh, I'll tell you what, it's real It's real difficult to trust either of these teams right now. Wake, they really ended the year poorly. Uh, they're just 1-4 ATS over their last five games. They only won one of their last five games straight up. Uh, Missouri, 1-7 ATS in their last eight games playing in December. Uh, so I'm going to look to the other market. I'm going to go under 59 total points. Now, 71.6 points are being scored per game in Tampa this year. Uh, but we're going to ignore that completely, Greg. We're going to go with the other uh, trends here. Wake Forest, they've gone under in six of eight games. Missouri, they've gone under in 11 of 15 games. Uh, so those trends to me are just a little too good to pass. And then another golden nugget here. Wake Forest, they've gone under the point total in six straight games when playing in the state of Florida. So maybe something about the state of Florida for Wake Forest. I don't know. But I'm going to go with the point total going under as my best bet for that game. And then I know that you've got a little bit of something for us for Christmas Eve. This is the good old Hawaii Bowl, Middle Tennessee, and Ten San Diego State. Typically, this is like the only sporting event that goes on on Christmas Eve, but this year is a little bit of an exception. Got about 45 seconds here. Where do you stand in terms of Middle Tennessee and San Diego State? Yeah, I guess I'll, you know, I don't mind the point total going over, even though not, you know, Honolulu tends to go under this year, games played there. Uh, so if you don't really like that market, I'm perfectly fine with the Aztecs at minus seven. Uh, Middle Tennessee, they've gone over in six straight games when playing in December. They've also gone over in seven of their last 10 games. So that's why I like the over. And then San Diego State, they're four and one ATS in their last five games in the month of December. And uh, Middle Tennessee, they're just two, five and one ATS in their last eight. That is going to be a fun one to take a look at. And Tom, I know you're doing a great job of gauging a little bit of everything over there at Sportsbook Review on the futures front. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Oh, I appreciate it, Greg. Thanks for having me. Always great to have Tom Cunningham aboard and always great to have a good college basketball board. We're going to be taking a look at some of these Thursday college basketball games next here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. on VSN, the sports betting network. The gift that keeps on giving is VSN. Become a VSN Pro subscriber for just $79 and you get access to everything that we do now through the big dance. Sign up and you'll receive $20 to buy VSN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear at our online store as well. Only VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of all the top plays made by VEASAN shows and guests. Tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and the bets are moving for every single game. Deep dive betting reports plus our ongoing college football bowl coverage with best bets on every single bowl game. This is a limited time offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift and get VEASAN Pro access all the way through the end of March Madness. That is at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience. I'm Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Always great to have Tom Cunningham. Does great work taking a look at the futures market and sportsbook review board. And maybe we'll get in there a little bit of Oscars talk as well. I can tell you I have not seen a lot of these movies, but 
That said, I know that there's a lot of money to be made out there in the Oscars market, so it's always good to be able to have him aboard. And it's always nice to be able to talk about some of those sports. Like, I don't do a lot with regards to soccer, tennis, what have you, but any way to make money, whether you're betting on the Super Bowl, whether you're betting on insert your big event here, or if you're taking a look at, like, Korean baseball or something like that, money is money. Finding winners is finding winners, and that's what this show is all about. So great to be able to get Tom Cunningham aboard, and we actually pulled out a pro tip that we'll be sharing with you at the end of the hour as well, and got to try to make you guys some money in terms of the college basketball card, and I mean, I just mentioned it, the fact that money is money. It doesn't matter if you're taking a look at the biggest of the big games or the smallest of the small games, so you know what? We're going to dive down the board a little bit more to see if we can find a little bit of money when it comes to more of these smaller teams, and I do think that it's got a a lot of appeal here with this game. 306-763, 306-764. It is Arizona and Morgan State. Right now, Arizona is a 28-point favorite. They total between 158 and 158.5. And Honestly, at 28, I want to see if we are able to get a line move here in the AM. I set my line at 28, so we can get down to 27. I'm willing to lay it with Arizona. If we're going to be getting north of 28, I think that as a nice take on Morgan State. But the big reason why I take a look at this game it's, I set my total north of 165 in this spot. I do like the over because you take a look at both of these teams and they both play at two of the fastest tempos that you're going to see in all of college basketball. Arizona is a top five team in terms of total possessions per game. Morgan State, I remember two years ago, they were number one in terms of pace. They were in the top 10 last year. And I mean, this is just a team that you can expect for them to be playing super-duper up-tempo. Right now, they are 19th in the country in terms of total possessions per game. They run it. They gun it. You've got a Morgan State team that has a 6'4", little bit of a do-everything, energize bunny sort of player in Malik, in Malik Morgan. He's been able to do a good job. He's been able to chip in there right around 16.5 points per game. I do like what he's been able to bring to the table for this Morgan State team. And on top of that, Isaiah Burke, he's been able to do a good job Shooting over 40% from three-part range between Burke and Malik Miller. He, they've been able to combine to shoot about 40% from distance, 34 and a half points per game. Now, seven other guys be able to step up and just getting more rebounds out of someone other than Malik Miller, who's been able to give you right around nine and a half boards, four assists, two seals per game. But it certainly is the Morgan State team that they're going to be willing to put up the shots when they're facing off against D1 teams because they played against a lot of non-D1 teams. That is bolstered some of their results, but when they've been playing against D1 competition, it's not necessarily been going so terrific for them as they have now given up at least 74 points in, I believe, each out of their last four games against a D1 opponent. So, and it's certainly something to take a look at. And with Arizona, you've got Umar Balo along with Azula Sabellas combining for about 38 points. They're able to give you about 18 rebounds per game as well. Kirk Kreese has been able to do a good job shooting about 40% from three. I know that a lot of people... And give a little bit of slander towards Kirk Reese based on what we saw in the NCAA tournament. Should have never been out there on the floor. Completely erase what you saw from the NCAA tournament from Kirk Reese from your mind because that was a guy playing on a very serious injury and it should not have happened in my opinion. But I mean, that said, you got an Arizona team that you've got other guys like Cedric Henderson Jr., Courtney Ramey, that they're able to rein it in from three point range. I think that you're going to see points of plenty and it's a holiday season. I think that both of these teams are going to be willing to give out the points. That might total north of a 165 in this spot. So I'm going to be taking a look at the over. And in terms of this game, I did make Arizona a 28-point favorite. So 
Waiting on a little bit of a line move here. If we could get down to a 27, I like it. If we get up north of 29, that'll be a take here on Morgan State. So we're going to be taking a look on that front. And then how about if we take a look at another game off the beaten path where I think the underdog is getting too little love. 306, 753, 306, 754. And it is Stone Cold Steve Rafasen. They're going to be playing us to Jackson State. Jackson State between an 11.5 and a 12-point underdog. Your total on this game is between 147 and 148. And with Jackson State, set them more of an 8.5-point underdog. Stephen F. Austin has just been really all over the place with their style because, as we know, Stephen F. Austin, they're going to be looking to speed things up. They're really going to be looking to generate the turnovers. But in return, they've also turned the ball over themselves 17 times per game. That is in the top 10 in all of college basketball. That is not a category that you want to be in the top 10 in college basketball on. For Stephen F. Austin, they've been able to shoot nearly 40% from three-point range. I don't necessarily think it's sustainable, though. Latrell Jossel, Sarah Dine Hall, along with Nigel Hawkins, they're combined to be able to give you about 38 points per contest. Really, other than Hall, you don't have too many other guys that are able to hit the glass. He and Nana Atibosiko, they've been able to combine for 12 rebounds per game. That's say you don't have anyone else that's able to give you more than four boards per contest. Meanwhile, with Jackson State, they were already able to hang in there to the tune of a 10-point loss when they took on Michigan. They were able to do a very solid job losing by just 10 against Mississippi State. One outright on the road against SMU when they were a double-digit underdog. And this is a team that's coached up by Mo Williams. Yes, the same Mo Williams that used to play for such teams as the Milwaukee Bucks and the Cleveland Cavaliers. And he's done a good job of being able to have this team be one of those in which the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Got Ken Evans, who's really the main point guard for the team. Three and a half assists. He's able to give you 11 points per contest. Shoots in the mid-30s from three-point range. They've been dealing with injuries throughout the entirety of the season to Gabe Watson. So it has caused for a little bit of turbulation in terms of the offense. But a lot of their best results have actually come without him. So I'm like a Colty Young. He's been able to give you nine points. He's been able to shoot it well from three-point range. Jackson State does need to clean up their turnovers. 18 per contest. So I was mentioning Stephen F. Austin and their turnover woes. Well, you got that with Jackson State as well. But... This is also a Jackson State team that they shoot about 34% from three-point range. They've done a good job of being able to guard a little bit more on the interior as well. And they really shut off the offensive glass. Opponents are getting just eight offensive rebounds off of them. Meanwhile, they're able to get 12 of their own. So they've been able to do a good job of rebounding by committee. You've been able to have Rommel Mansell, who comes in from Long Beach State, really be the core guy in that front. He's able to give you two assists, five and a half rebounds, seven points per game. This team has really gotten better since the beginning part of the season at some a rough results to start out with, but you can tell that this Mo Williams style is starting to take hold. And you got a guy in Trace Young who's been able to give you 10.5.6 boards per game as well. So I do think that they're going to hold in there against a Stephen F. Austin team in which they've just been all over the place this season. They've suffered a couple bad upset losses themselves. So spot in which I'm willing to take a look at Jackson State being able to get double digits. And I did set my total at a 146.5 because both of these teams just turn the ball over left and right. I do think that it is going to lead to some disjointedness on offense really from both sides. So we're going to be taking a look at the under, and I'm going to be willing to take the points with Jackson State. Here's a game that is a little bit bigger, and I do like the underdog in this one. 845-846. Butler is going to be on the road facing off against Creighton. Creighton is between a 7.5 to an 8-point favorite. So on this game is between 140 and 140.5. Now the big question on everyone's mind is whether or not Ryan Kochbrenner is going to be able to play in this game. From all indications and from everyone that I follow on social media, he should be good to go in this game. I am preparing as if we are going to be getting Kochbrenner, but that said, even with him in the fold, this is a team in Creighton that has been just 
not able to get a lot of depth in general because outside of their core starting five and the gentleman that has been able to take over from Frederick King, you don't have a single guy that gives you north of four points per game or three and a half rebounds per contest. They've been not able to get that depth in the backcourt. And I will say Ryan Emmer doing a good job of being able to run things. He's able to give you right around five and a half assists at just two turnovers per game. It's a great team that shoots in the mid-30s from three-point range. But I do think that Mandy Bay's going to do a good job down low, matching up with Kalkbrenner. Kalkbrenner brings the element of three-point shooting that you didn't have with King a little bit earlier. But with Bates, he's able to give you two and a half blocks, double-figure amount of points per game. It's a Butler team that as a whole, they shoot in the mid-30s from three-point range. They've got a lot of guys in that backcourt that are able to bomb it. Chuck Harris has really been your main scorer with 14 and a half points per game. Thad Mata overall, a very solid coach. And for Creighton, they've now lost, I believe, five straight games. It might be six. I do have my concerns with them. I'm going to be willing to take the points with Butler. Set them as more of a five-point underdog, even with Ryan Kalkbrenner out there in the fold. And it's a total, I said, at 139. It's also looking at the under end. This leads us to our pro tip for our number two, vsan.com slash subscribe for all of these. We were talking about it with our good friend in Tom Cunningham. When taking a look at the Oscars, you want to get an early jump on the market when you get the Screenwriters Guild Awards, the old SAGs. That typically moves the market a lot, and typically you get a lot of market movement, ironically enough, this time of year. And coming up next, we're going to continue to take a look at this college basketball slate for Thursday here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.